Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. Hi guys, this is Jen Fairbairns and welcome to the One Year No Beer podcast. Our guest today is British actress and singer Suzanne Shaw. She rose to fame by winning the talent show Pop Stars in 2001, which also won her a place in the newly formed pop band Hearsay. After the band was dissolved in 2003, she went back to her roots of theatre, plays and television. She's played Roxy Hart in the Western production of Chicago and appeared in many other reputable theatre shows. She won Series 3 of Dancing on Ice, which also got her a spot on the Dancing on Ice All-Star Series. She's appeared in crime drama The Bill, on the panel for Loose Women, and multiple times on TV show This Morning, and Emmerdale fans might know her as series regular Eve Jensen. Having pretty much grown up in the entertainment business, she's endured the pressures of fame, public heartbreak, and everything else that comes with it. Today, Suzanne is 95 days into her OYMB challenge, and in this podcast, she shares some interesting insights to her alcohol-free journey and gives some helpful tips on how to work through those pesky triggers. Suzanne is loving alcohol-free life, and she is using her positive and creative juices to work on her own legacy, helping others heal by sharing her own story. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Suzanne Shaw. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Suzanne Shaw, welcome on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Virtual podcasting. I know. (laughs) I know. We won't have to leave our houses ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now, this is super, super. So, I mean, a lot of people, um, a lot of our audience, um, we have a lot of UK audience, but we also have a lot of people in the US and around the world that might not be uh, familiar with who you are. So why don't you give everyone a little download? Yeah, no, absolutely. We didn't quite travel over the pond uh, to America. So yes, um, or overseas in that case. Um, so I am from a band um, that was um, the very, very first um, reality show um, where competition where they put a band together. So you'll know it as the X Factor now um, uh, or The Voice or any of these um uh, talent singing competitions so yeah I am um, I auditioned way way back many centuries ago uh, back in uh, 2000 um, for a show called pop stars and ended up in the band hearsay which uh, was my first break back in 2001 we had our number one hit with pure and simple and then um, the rest is history really I um, we were in the band we we weren't together for very long we were like probably a tomato season, you know, not that long, you know, had a few hits, um, a few albums, a few tours, uh, and then we went our separate way. And um, then I went into musical theatre in the West End, um, doing plays and shows such as Chicago, Joseph, White Christmas. Um, And also I entered another talent competition called Dancing on Ice, uh, which I won back in 2008. I'm feeling really old in this interview. (laughs) Um, and then did a short stint in um, the popular soap Emmerdale. So I've had quite um, a varied career. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, you feel old. I mean, you, you say you feel old, but I mean, you packed in a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. It's incredible. 
Yeah, um, I tend to, I am very much an all or nothing person. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I think it's uh, safe to say because I love my job so much. And um, I love the variety of singing, dancing and acting. I kind of uh, went down the route of just kind of picking up the jobs that I was asked to do or, or asked to audition for. You know, I, I auditioned for Hearsay by accident, actually. It wasn't um, something that I'd planned to do. I, at the time, I was auditioning for Coronation Street, another popular uh, UK TV soap, um, a UK TV drama and a touring musical. And it was very much kind of acting musical theatre route that I wanted to go down to. But it wasn't until a friend had, had asked me, um, would I go along to this audition with her? Um, because I had a car and she didn't, so I had to do the driving. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I took her along to the audition. I thought, well, I'll audition myself. Um, and never thought in a million years that I would have ended up being in a pop band. Needless to say, my friend doesn't speak to me anymore. We're no longer in contact. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never thought it would, would that would be uh, my calling in life, that I would have started my career. Um, in, in a band touring and you know I, I thought it was all fabulous uh, when I was a teenager supporting Take That and loving all the Backstreet Boys and all the, the big bands um, but never in a million years did I think I would be doing that myself so it's funny how life takes you off in different places um, and then never in a million years I thought I'd learn how to ice skate as well so <laughs> It's all wow. crazy, really. Well, I mean, that just shows you say it happened by, by a fluke. But then, like you say, you're an all or nothing person. So once you got in there, you have worked hard until this yeah. day. And therefore, you become very su successful. And that is what, you know, put your mind into it. Anything is possible. We are all capable Absolutely. of Absolutely. Do you know what? You are, are quite right. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, if you do put your mind to something and you are determined, you can achieve great things but I think a lot of the time in life you get lost or you lose your confidence halfway through a project um, and you don't have the nerve to carry it through and there's so many things that I in my head think I wonderfully want to do this and I can achieve it and I still haven't and some days I even find it hard getting out of bed you know, that can be a challenge in itself. You know, I, I it doesn't mm. come without saying that these great things have happened in my life, but also I do have mental health challenges as well. And, you know, it's not always easy. Um, but mm. I, I, I think for me, you know, I have achieved these great things. I've lost my way in the, the you know, the recent years. I've got to be honest, I have lost my way a little bit and taken a bit more of a back back seat on my career um, to figure out really what I want to do in life now um, and and kind of I suppose lost my confidence as well so kind of rebuilding things at the moment I'm in that stage of my life where things are a, a little bit differently and I'm taking it with a brand new approach. That's beautiful well you know and the most important thing is you know being honest and saying hey you know I've got stuff going on we all have stuff going on we have mental health issues mm. well, well I say what many have and the important thing is being honest about it. And then we all come to this little kind of crossroad in life where we get older, maybe we become parents and, you know, next we start reevaluating things massively. As a mother, I found that. How did yeah. you find your experience? You've got children. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, my first time round, um, you know, I was a baby when, myself when I had uh, my first and I was only 23 years old. 
I'd come out of being in a very successful pop band, um, rubbing shoulders with the likes of Elton John, duetting with him, duetting with Lionel Richie, you know, major, major stars, to then um, very quickly after Hearsay uh, ended, becoming a mum. And it wasn't easy, you know, the UK people will probably know my story through the tabloids. You know, we got uh, me and my ex-partner, Darren Day, got followed around all the time. Um, you know, my personal life was in the tabloids for everybody to see. And um, and it wasn't easy. You know, I was phone hacked. I was followed relentlessly around. Um, my ex-partner had um, his battles, his own mental health battles and his battle with his addiction to drugs. Um, whilst only being 23 and uh, carrying a baby, not knowing, you know, whether I'd still be in a relationship at the end of my um, nine-month period of, of carrying my child, or or whether I would be entering motherhood as a single mum. Uh, I mean, needless to say, I did. Uh, seven weeks after Rafa was born, uh, myself and Darren went our separate ways, and um, yeah, I was 24 years old, um, single mum, had had this major success in my career but lost everything financially I'd lost a lot um and I didn't know what was going to happen next um I mean I had fantastic support from my family and friends you know without my mum particularly I don't think I would have got through a lot of it um but again that was a big achievement uh being a single mum um, and raising my son, Corey, um, to then get him back on the career ladder and going in and and landing a show like Dancing and Eyes, which, which catapulted me back up there for my career and not for my personal life. Um, so, yeah, it, it, so then it, it became absolutely fantastic. And then the second round, time round having a child, I was older and more secure and in a proper united family atmosphere and but what I found strange was sharing that responsibility with somebody I was used to doing it all on my own and making my own decisions with my child then suddenly there was a father in the mix and I had to be you know I had to compromise I had to share the love with him and even now like my youngest is four years old I think wow it was so much harder the first time round. And it's so much easier because I'm not doing it all on my own, but also like, you know, having to share this love and selfish, you want it all to yourself. That's what (laughs) I was used to. It was, it was odd. Yeah. So um, it's been very different. Um, I mean, it's the hardest job in the world being a mum. It is tough. And um, yeah. And and you're always second guessing yourself. They don't come with a manual. That's for sure. Um, And every child is different. Um, and I discipline my children very differently because one takes to the one way that I, I ask them to do something and another has to be more bribed into doing it. Um, so yeah, it's not easy. And you, you have to, I think what I've accepted being a mother, uh, the biggest part is not being perfect and accepting that, do you know what, just do it the way you'd only know how. And as long as you're trying and giving your best, giving the best you personally can to your children that's all you can all you can do you can't be comparing yourself especially with social media you cannot be comparing Mm. yourself with the arts and crafts that lots of people are doing out there because mine certainly don't end that oh no (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that, I'm, I'm gonna hold my hand up and say that on the first week of this, so I, my kids were home a week before the lock, the, they shut the schools because everyone was sick in school, and I was like, they have yeah. a little bit of a cough, so I'll, you know, they, they'll stay home, but but they yeah. were fine. But I, but but so it's like coming into this, the the school shut down. I looked at all the homeschooling website, Facebook pages, and stuff, and it was stressing me out. And I was like, yeah. I can't keep up, you know, and because you're run, running a business, and so. I did what you said there. I just stopped looking at it. I'm just going to do my yeah. own thing, you know, yeah. love on my children because this is uncertain times for them right now. So just loving on them and having fun yeah. with them, you know, doing what you can. Do your best as a parent. Exactly. We're all winging it. There's no manual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is no manual. And you cannot compare yourself to another family because your setup could be completely different. In fact, what I started doing since this isolation, I've been posting my own videos online called Family Fails which means first attempts in life. And it, it, I show that we argue and it goes wrong. And we've started 1,000 like Peace Jigsaw two weeks ago, which has not been touched. And I am showing the reality side of it, not <laughs> cutting or editing out the, the, um, the perfect bits. In fact, I've been editing those bits out to show the realistic side of the fact that we generally argue over any challenge that we do together. That's great. So, See, yeah. I love that. And I think we should more aim at it rather than people spending all this time focusing on finding stupid memes. We should be doing that. Showing yeah. them the real life, real time, not the perfect painting drawings that the parents clearly have been helping out with. You know, we need yeah. to be honest. And that, that's what gets yeah. us through it. Like there's nothing more refreshing than a person, a human, a mother, a father yeah. that is honest. So it makes you feel yeah. okay to be like, oh. It's not just me then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the more that I speak to my friends and you start off with the, what have you been doing today? Oh, well, actually, you know, we're going by our schedule and they've been doing the Joe Wicks workout at 9.30 and then they've been going on to do arts and crafts at this time. And then they've been doing mathematics and they've been doing that. And then you start getting through that conversation and then the, the reality comes out. It's like, why can't we just start off going, I'm struggling today. It's right. 11.30 and I've already screamed at the children to just mm -hmm. please go buy one of the things that I asked them to set out to do. And instead, there's this saying that's been going around that my fridge is actually saying, what the hell now? Because that's what I'm doing is ending up in the fridge <laughs> all the time. And so are the, the children. Time. And uh, the daily argument is, please stop eating from the minute you get up to the moment you go to sleep <laughs> have a break <laughs> it is so true you might be spent I mean we're saving money by being at home but what we're spending when we actually go out to get our emergency provisions is ridiculous <laughs> I came away we were like we are we've got nothing in the fridge and I came away going Sam have they put the prices up at the supermarket or have we <laughs> yeah. just got more because this isn't our usually weekly no. shop and this is only for three days <laughs> yeah I know it's crazy. Oh, yeah. it, it is crazy. Um, okay, and another thing about people might not be aware of is that you have been alcohol free for a while. Yes, I am ninety-five days today. What? Yeah. Yes. So, um, How are you oh, feeling? I'm feeling amazing. I am feeling really, really good. Uh, apart from the fact, I will be completely honest. I have struggled since isolation. Um, yeah. okay. that's been my hardest point. It's been harder than the first few weeks. Um, I've, I have found it quite tough. Uh, the last, I'd say 10 days have been particularly tough. Um, 
But yeah. I'll, I'll go on to that in a minute, actually, because when I, the reason I started um, this, uh, the, the, the one year no beer, was uh, purely because a couple of years, I, I started to realize over the last few years that my relationship to alcohol was a real love-hate relationship. And mm. um, I have found that I, I kind of really started to look at my intake of alcohol and um, the self-loathing I'd have with myself afterwards. And then so I started to take a real look at when I started drinking to why it had fallen into this kind of place. And I think, you know, like a lot of jobs out there, a lot of social jobs, it, it, it comes with the job in the entertainment industry. You know, you do a lot of socializing. So when I got into Hearsay, in fact, Hearsay, I didn't drink that much because we were worked so hard. We were working 24-7. We had no time to socialize or drink. Mm. It wasn't until the... Um, till after the band had split that I'd started to do a lot of socializing so you know the entertainment industry definitely comes with its awards parties premieres after show parties you know it's uh, it's a very very sociable um career and I you know especially after hearsay I went into musical theater so after every show every night you know you're on tour you're not with your family or, or your own friends so you go out with the cast and you go drinking every night and then that ended up being, you know, entering an everyday drinking session. <laughs> now in your 20s, you can almost like, I don't know about anybody else, but for myself, I would um, be able to almost pull an all-nighter and feel absolutely fine. Um, but then when you hit your 30s, life becomes very different. Um, you start getting the boozy blues, as mm -hmm. I call it. Um, you start self-loathing. You start drinking on emotion rather than on the occasion. Um, and I fell into a rut. And then after my dad died uh, back in 2012, I, I hit it hard. Um, and my career certainly slowed down as well. Um, and then I pulled myself out of it. I had my second baby. Um, and then I was on a fitness mad, no, not drinking in the week, just cutting my limit down, getting to the weekends. And then that was great until probably about a year. He was about uh, maybe about 18 months, two years old. And then I started it creeping in a little bit more and I was back to old habits. And it would be like my career. I'm all or nothing. You know, I'd hit a challenge hard and I would make sure that I would do it to my best ability. I did that with alcohol, too. I would make sure that if I, you know, was having a night in with my friends, a night out with my friends, or a night by myself, I would do it to the best of my ability. And I was waking up hating myself almost to the point where I was like, I wish I hadn't have woken up. And that got dark and scary. Um, and then I would stop for three months. Then I, no, I had, actually haven't done three months. I'd stop for four weeks, then six weeks. Then I'd hit it hard again. And this time round, um, start of 2020, I was like, no, this is it now. I am done with this relationship. I don't enjoy it anymore. Um, it's, you know, a friend that doesn't want me to be happy. That's what alcohol was to me. One of those really toxic relationships where it does not want me to be happy. It wants to coerce me into a false sense of security. Um, and I thought, right, okay, I'm going to do the 90 day challenge in the back of my mind going, I'm going to do the one year no beer. Um, 
And I felt that the best way for me to take on not drinking because I could announce it better to my friends that that's what I was doing so I wouldn't be tempted. All in the back of my mind, hoping that I will never have a drink again. Um, now, was I an alcoholic? I think I had a bad relationship with alcohol, um, but it was that grey area where I wasn't getting up in the morning and drinking as soon as I got up, and that's all I did all day, um, uh, and feeling like AA was the right place for me to go. I didn't feel like that was the right place. Um, it just felt like I needed to take it from a different approach. And um, for me, that approach was not only taking on the one year no beer challenge, but also taking on other challenges. Like I want to do an ultra marathon this year. I want to, um, I, I've gone vegan. Um, I want to start my own podcast, which I'm in the process of doing right now. Um, you know, I'm writing a sitcom. I'm doing lots of different things and, and physical challenges where we want to do the three peaks challenge. I mean, lots of these physical challenges were lined up until now, but it doesn't mean that it will stop. So I think I had to find lots of different activities to prevent me from thinking about alcohol. And that's, for me, how I've succeeded to 95 days so far. Well done. Well done. But that you're doing, you're taking all the, all the correct steps and all my habit yeah. change, changing the bad habits to good habits. What do you replace it for? What do you do? Yeah. What are the goals? And amazing that you're setting these goals of, of, of you know, Ultramarathon, I'm going to do this and this and this. Doesn't matter if we're yeah. on a pause for a couple of months now. It's still there. You still have your yeah. drive. And that is what we try to every all of our members is just you need to find the replacement. What is it that you're going to focus on? And you're doing all yeah. that. Absolutely. And I do have um, another one of your members, Lynn, who I met through a charity. Um, she, uh, she, she was a real saving grace for me to start with because she said, you know, do a video vlog. If you're struggling, write down a list of how you would feel in the morning if you went for that drink today. So she's been fantastic help. Um, and it does help doing a little bit of your own personal diary. Um, and one time that it has helped and recently it particularly really hit hard this weekend. I found it so difficult but I wrote my little list of how I would feel in the morning if I was to take that drink. It was my partner's birthday on Sunday. We did a surprise Zoom quiz party for him. Everybody was drinking. Sam was really enjoying himself. And he has a completely different relationship with alcohol than I have. He can have a couple of beers and that's it. You know, he's fine. He can drink, you know, not drink for, you know, a few weeks and be absolutely fine. But he kind of hit it hard on Sunday and good for him. You know, that that's mm. what he wanted to do. Um, and... I just, you know, we're in a new home. It was sunny outside. Um, mm. Lots of people, you know, although they weren't in the same room, it felt like they were in the same room. We're enjoying ourselves. And, you know, I, I did have a placebo. I did have um, my zero beer. Um, oh, but it just, yeah, I just... You had all the triggers. The biggest, all the triggers. Yeah, sun, all the triggers. Birthday, new house. Yeah. We're isolated. We're feeling the pressure. The kids are driving yeah. out. All that stuff. Everything is thrown I, at you, left or right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All on Sunday. Yeah, all on Sunday. It was, uh, it was thrown at me. But I was strong and I didn't do it. And when I saw Sam in the morning and... You know, he he's very much a, no, I'm just feeling a bit sluggish. I'm absolutely fine. I was like, yeah, but I was listening to you being sick all night. 
<laughs> it was like, are you sure you're fine? Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. You know, cut to the front room and he's lying down, like <laughs> not being able to do anything. I was like, that's, yeah. that's why I didn't. And that would have been me. And I had so much to yeah. do, you know, I'm on a, on a deadline writing a script and I wouldn't have done that on the day. I wouldn't have gone to the park with my sons mm. and, um, you know, I wouldn't have made a lovely meal for us. You know, it would have just mm. been like, you know, oh, let's, let's get a takeaway. Let's not do anything. Let's have a, let's all get under the duvet and watch movies and not enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. So it, it is, and it has this year. I've had, I've never been on so many walks with my family. Mm. Um, you know, I've got a very different relationship now to nature, to nature. Like I really appreciate it. It's been there the it. whole time, but we've just not <laughs> been aware of it. People are like, my God, I love yeah. where I live. <laughs> I know I'm now a morning person I love getting up first thing I love doing things and and don't get me wrong you know I was always very kind of big into my fitness you know as part especially as part of my job um but it'd be all or nothing again I'd go oh I've got two weeks of really hitting it hard at the gym and eating really healthy to then having a really big night out and then taking four days to recover and doing nothing and I look back now and I think if I'd have had a life of not being a big drinker, either one having a different relationship with alcohol or not drinking at all, I definitely would have been a better mum and more successful in my career. And I'm hitting 40 next year and I just want to make those changes now so I can say, do you know what? I've wrote a novel. I've got a successful podcast. I've set up the foundation I've always wanted to set up. And, you know, uh, I'm doing all the things that actually were morally what what I wanted to do when I set out being in the public eye to have that platform to help others. And now that's kind of this next stage of my life that I want to I want to kind of grow into. Well, amazing. Beautiful. And I, you said so you're turning 40. I turned 40 last year and I, I also had this thing like, right, I had this completely new mission. And I, yeah. I, I was like the past is the past I've done great this is beautiful now I'm focusing and so last year was my I did the same thing I did ultra marathons I did I competed in Spartan I did all this stuff and people are like we're having a midlife crisis I'm like if I'm having a midlife crisis at 40 so be it but yeah if this is a crisis uh, you know then I'm good with it you know yeah um, because you find your drive and you go with it and then you realize yeah. that that you you have so much more to give, and this is it's just getting started because all the experience that you've had before, and you said you still you've been struggling up and down with mental health, and yeah, you have all this knowledge, and you're using it for something good. So tell us a little bit more about your podcast that that, that you're doing, your foundation. Well, yeah, so my podcast is called um, the Challenge Files, um, and it's all to do with challenges that I have been through. I'll, I'll take you to the backstory. So it's the challenge files. And the reason I set it as the challenge files was because of all the challenges I wanted to achieve uh, from this point on. Uh, the first being one year, no beer and not drinking. Um, so then I turned vegan and then taking up running, uh, wanting to do an ultra marathon and um, wanting to uh, do the three peaks climbing challenge. So there was all these challenges that I wanted to do. So I thought, I'm going to podcast this. I'm going to um, speak to professionals in that industry, people who've changed their lives around, um, people who do these challenges and, and, and make a podcast out of it. And then I thought, hold on, I've also been through a lot of challenges in my own life, personally and career-wise. 
So this isn't about starting the challenges that I'm about to go on to. This is also about reflecting on the challenges that I have done to help me then move on to this, these next challenges. So I'm also taking a look back on my life of the challenge of becoming a pop star and the challenges that it had, good, bad or indifferent, and the challenges of um, doing uh, something brand new and learning how to ice skate, the challenges of um, of losing my father, grieving and, and overcoming grief, um, challenges of being a single mum, going through a divorce, financial challenges. So all of these are my challenge files, what I've already got in the files and files to come and talking to others who have been through that um, and get tips, help and advice um, on, on things that they do to overcome challenges or hit goals and challenges themselves. Wow. That, that is, I mean, where I need the, the challenge files, everyone. Yes. You need to check it out. Um, yes. Yeah. But that, that is what it's all about. Sharing and being honest with the, yourself and the world, especially when you have a platform like yourself, mm. you know, you using it to, for the good, you know, being honest, yes. saying, listen, I'm having a rubbish day. And this is yes. what it's like, rather than this whole, oh, look at me, I'm on the front page. And I'm just my life is amazing, which is what people see and go, well, I want to be like that. But they exactly. don't see the struggles, struggles behind it. So yeah, I mean, that's it. And I think, I think it's all one and good. You know, there's so many people out there who talk about how they have now got to that point. There's very few that still say I'm still on that journey. I still don't have perfect days. So you either talk about the past and how dark it got and now you're in a better place or show that it's always been the better place and how wonderful it is um but yeah I still like last weekend was tough for me and mm. I thought you know what I don't want to host this party for my partner because I know how hard it's going to be for me so, but I had to brave it and put on a on, on a brave face but in the morning did I want to get up and out of bed and do that no not at all I wanted to hide away because I thought I'm going to fail my own um, I'm, I'm going to start drinking and something's going to happen that, you know, I don't want to happen. Um, so even only a few days ago, it was extremely tough. Mm, and uh, I don't grace through through days and I never will. And I don't expect to ever have um, get to that point where I go, yeah, finally, crap, no. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. it. I know how to be a human being now. <laughs> yes, without no, being perfect getting Getting through that day, I mean, that is a massive win for you as well. And going, hey, I did that. Yeah. So your confidence goes. And you go like, hang on, I am pretty badass at the end of the day. Yeah. I can, you know, I've got through this. But I mean, also with, with the mental health aspect, one of the main reasons why I don't drink is, you know, I, I focus on, on health, uh, on exercise and competing and doing all that stuff. So yeah. I have this carrot um, because that's where I lay my focus. But the moment that, so when all this crumbled now with, the, you know, everything has been postponed this year, and you're like I'm, I'm, I've lost my my goal. It's so far away now. It's yeah. so much later in the year. I was I also toppled. I mean I stumbled, and we all stumble. But yeah, it's all, we also adapt. That's why humans do the best. We've always had to adapt. We've been a bit comfortable yeah. for many 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 years now. We're thrown into this unknown now, but we have the the capacity. We have the survival instinct. We have the, the capacity to adapt and stuff. And that's what we do. And that's what you're doing. You know, your life is changing. It's always changed, whatever life's yeah. thrown at. So a, qu a quick question back to your, um, let's say, what you were worried also, but what you think friends and people around you would think if you were to take yeah. an alcohol break and stuff. But what, what's that yeah. experience like with friends? What are they supportive? Well, 
Yeah, they are. I mean, I suppose I was always fun time Susie with my friends. Um, you know, I would be the entertainer, um, but in a kind of self-deprecating way, in a bit of a clown way. Um, and they all thought it was fantastic and brilliant and I was really good fun. Um, and yet I would be in the morning thinking, what did I say? What did I do? Oh my God, did I get my boobs out again in front of everybody? That kind of real ridiculous, like, oh my God, I feel so ashamed. I'm 38 years old. Why am I doing this? Um, but they, you know, they know me and love me for that. And that is my fault completely because I've gone through two generations with my friendship groups and that's all they know from me. Um, so there have been a few going, oh, when you get out the other side of this, let's go for a drink and, you know, let's go on holiday or let's have a party or um, maybe, you know, um, we can, you know, go and to Vegas together, you know, let's do Vegas for our 40th and then you can have a good old drink. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, I'm not doing that. That's not what my plan is again. You know, let's go for a hike or let's do something completely different. And then I fear, will I lose those friends in my life? And I do fear it now. Um, and I do think, you know, do they want to hang out with me? Um, am I holding a mirror up to their face if I'm not drinking and, you know, they don't really want to be around somebody who isn't drinking? Um, so I do still fear, you know, will my friendship groups completely change now? Um, and, you know, also even with my partner as well, you know, will we start doing things a lot more separately um, if mm. I'm not interested in going out on, you know, a big pub call or something? So, mm. yeah, I do fear, you know, in the long term, who will my friends be? in you know 10 years time will they still be the people that I've been friends with in the last 20 years um mm. and that yeah I, I've got to admit it does um I do think about it a lot yeah that that is something that's one of the main things that we do the members uh in Monina Bear do kind of mm. ask and wonder and a lot of the more seasoned members who've done been on the challenge for a while they've a lot of people have been honest and share their experience with it. And the, the experience is that they're like, well, I've, I've really found out who my true friends were. But most friends just adapt. You know, it's a new world. Yeah. We're in 2020 right now. It's a different world. Yeah. You know, people, more people are turning vegan. More people are not drinking. So, but, but you know, you never know. And time, that's the only yeah. thing time will tell for you as well. Um, but then the, the more you start, let's say you're starting to focus on exercise, uh, you know, you'll start making new friends in that area. So you say, yeah. you say you're the average of the five, five people that you that you hang out with. You're going to start surrounding yourself with a bit more active people, people who, you know, people who are active yeah. and running and stuff. Mm. They, they don't drink usually. And so it, yeah. makes, it, it becomes easy. So you'll just make new, more amazing friends. But yeah. your, your other friends will still be there in the background. but yeah you know and cheering yeah. on let's hope yeah let's mm. hope I mean I, th I think you know they they certainly will it'll just be a very different relationship I have with them and I think they are going to go through a stage with um you know with me as well of thinking how we're going to adapt to this new Suzanne I mean I have had people go who are you you're vegan you're running you're not drinking you know I'm known for you know necking down the the white wine <laughs> followed by a doner kebab 
at the local chippy. Um, you know, they it is gonna take them a little bit of time to adapt to this new me. Um, so I totally understand that, you know, it's a it, it's gonna take them a while to get used to it as well. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's um yeah, it's it's funny because I do find that some friends are triggers as well. Um of course. Uh, which, you know, I don't want to avoid speaking to them, but I certainly avoid speaking to them at certain points of the week and day, at time of the days. Um, yeah. So no, that's, that's, yeah. that's fair, but you're finding your way. But like, that's actually a good point. We always worry about what it is like. Maybe we, you need to let your friends have that time to adapt and to yeah give give them the time to you know hang on a minute how do I deal with my friend who's now not drinking they, they also need yeah. to figure their stuff out so that's actually something yeah. an angle we might not have thought about before it's always about mm. you, you should accept who I am they will but they might just need yeah. to kind of ponder a bit yeah exactly but I mean I, I, yeah I, I think as well you know there's a, a one thing that I seem to be saying to people is when I'm saying oh yeah I'm coming out or I'm doing something or yeah I'll be there they'll they'll ask the question are you still doing this no drinking thing or you know will you be drinking and I always follow up with I'm not but I'm still fun you know and it's exactly. nobody like why I'm having to say I'm still fun because I still will dance I won't sit in a corner and be um that character from Friends, from Time Bob or whatever it's called, who doesn't, who can only be fun when he's drinking. Um, yeah. So I still will be silly and dance. Um, I just won't last as long or be on the same level as them. No, that, that, that's it. It's funny. We always feel like justifying it, but no, just keep doing your yeah. thing. You look like it yeah. would be a lot of fun to hang out with. So I, I hopefully your friends will see that. <laughs> Wow, so you've had quite the life. You've got lots going on. So what we just say is the the big mission for you uh, in life here forward. Big mission now for me in life is to utilize the platform that I have to, I think, tell my story about my career and about, you know, new things that I want to achieve and finding this this new life for myself, this next chapter um, to inspire and help others um, uh, yeah so that that is right now um, you know I, I do at some point want to set up a foundation to help young kids and community in sport and entertainment um, something that me and my partner will be working on because uh, we have our own sport and entertainment company um, and yeah just continuing to be AF for uh, a lot longer <laughs> yeah Yay. Yay. Well, I would love to follow up with you in uh, in, in a little couple a couple of months' time, just to see how you're getting Definitely. on in touch and um, see how yeah. you're doing. But for anyone who wants to check out uh, Susie, who is not within the UK, I mean, a lot of people might already be aware of you. But for those who are curious now, you can go to Instagram and check out Susie underscore Shaw. Twitter, we got Suzanne Shaw. Facebook, Suzanne Shaw. Yes. <laughs> and is there anything I missed out? Any anything that you feel like you you want to share that you? Um... Um, no, I think I think we pretty much covered all of it. I mean, I just to let you know, we'll be launching my co- podcast this month. Um, so I'm recording a few episodes now, getting them together. Um, I'll be having all sorts of people uh, chatting to them about no alcohol I'll be talking about the vegan I'll be talking about career and the entertainment industry so yeah uh, look out for the challenge files 
challenge files. I will definitely be uh, subscribing to that one. And do you have any wise words? to? So you're 90, what was it, 95 days in? 95 days in, yeah. yes. So any wise words for, let's say, our new our new challengers, people who are just in the beginning and might feeling like it is tough, like what, what helped you in the beginning, et cetera? What, what can you say to them? Yeah, um, I think for me, the biggest tip I could give anybody out of this is when you have that overwhelming feeling of I need a drink, is to just say, give yourself 15 minutes. It was always this 15-minute mark. And then that moment will pass whether that you know and I I kind of now have put that into my life completely 15 minutes that either mood will pass or that craving will pass just give yourself 15 minutes and hopefully that will just disappear and that that has really helped me this 15 minute mark I don't know why it's 15 minutes but yeah that overwhelming feeling should subside I like that. So get yourself busy for 15 minutes. Do something exciting yeah, or whatever. Yeah, take Distract your mind yourself. off it. Distract yourself and in 15 minutes it will pass, yes. I like that. I said, mining that right, 15 minutes. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us to, to Great. Talk thank to today. You. Thanks um, for having us. Really thank you. It was fab. And, you know, keep smashing your challenge. You're doing amazing. Thank you. Um, thank and you for I support. can't wait, wait to uh, check out your podcast. That sounds like a thank lot you. of fun. Yeah. Um, and we'll be interviewing you guys as well. So you can talk about, you know, how you started amazing. the uh, the one year no beer. Can't wait. It's looking forward to yes. it. Yes. Thank you so much, Azam, for coming on. We appreciate it. All Thank the best. You. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.